Do complex legal issues hold you back? Let's get energized and bring clarity to your top legal questions. This is Law Talk with the Flock by Guzman Law Firm. I'm your host, Gina Gooseman, CEO, lawyer, author, and woman business owner, here to help navigate you through the law, your business, and life as a leader. Today, we're going to be continuing with the CEO Mistake Series, and we will be discussing the consequences of not having a succession plan, asset protection plan, or an estate plan. So sometimes I see that people think that they are never going to pass away, and People don't like to face these issues, and so they put their head in the sand and they do nothing. But what ends up happening is if the business leader does nothing and they have no plan or they have a really old plan, the people around them actually can start to get nervous, whether it be their family members or their key employees or their other business partners. And that doesn't exude confidence in the business. A great CEO will have a current plan and they will make sure that the people around them know what the plan is and they'll communicate it. And when they do that, that really helps those around you have continuity, feel comfortable because the, they will know that their future too will be secure. So one thing when they have no plan, uh, if CEO passes away that can occur is if the business is valued high enough, there may be some death taxes that are due. Death taxes or estate taxes, as they're called, they are different than income taxes. There are lots of different kinds of taxes in life, as many people are aware, and frequently uh, folks just pay a lot of attention to your annual income tax. But that is a big mistake because death taxes, uh, they can be as high as 40% of the estate. Now, there are exemptions. Uh, currently, the exemption amount is just around $12 million for an individual. If they're married and things are done right, that can be doubled. Uh, to 24, but that is set to sunset in 2026, and it's going to go down to somewhere uh, just over $6 million. All these things have inflation adjustments in them, so the exact numbers um, aren't necessarily what we're focusing on today, but just know that if the business is valued high enough, anything over that exemption amount, it will be taxed, and it starts around 40%. That's a huge tax, and what happens is the business value as part of the estate for the owner, this tax gets waged and the business needs to pay for it. And many companies aren't prepared to pay 40% of their value to the IRS. And as a result of that, the company may need to sell. It may need to sell a division. It might need to sell some real estate. But one way or another, you have to pay those taxes. And those are things that can be planned for in advance. And there are tools and techniques that you can work with your lawyer on to try and make sure that you're mitigating that risk down the line. So one big reason a lot of business owners are keen on is to do tax planning. And that is something that you should plan for at that big event as well. Also, if the estate plan doesn't cover the business needs. So if there is no plan, it will, the government has a plan for you and it will default to the government's plan of who is your, the next owner going to be. And that will be tied up in the court system for quite some time. If you have no will, you have nothing, you're in dying intestate. If you pass away with a will, you're dying um, and you have to go through probate at that point in time or your family does. 
Um, as a result, whoever your heir is going to be, uh, maybe it's your spouse if you're married or if you have children, but that might not be who you want to own the business next. Uh, if you had a properly done buy-sell agreement and you had that triggered, um, this death as being one of the triggering events or even disability, you would be able to plan and have a much smoother transition. Also, it's great to be able to have life insurance in place to fund that transition. It's much easier to make these plans when you're younger and healthy. A lot of times people wait too long and they're approaching retirement or they have an illness and now it's not as easy to get the life insurance to fund these different agreements. Uh, and an agreement needs to be able to have the proper uh, financing to go with it. Or perhaps you're gonna do a carry back and do some terms for your estate to be bought out over time by the successor. Those are all things that are great to talk about in advance because once the moment is upon you, it is too late to do so. And again, if you have this key person that you're planning to transition your business to or key sellers, the business value is probably going to be higher than if your estate is floundering around trying to figure out how to handle this business interest. Also, another thing that can happen is if a business partner dies and then the business is now left with their spouse. I honestly can say most uh, business partners that I know don't really want to be in business with their partner's spouse, and they don't want it to be tied up in the court system and have to be dealing with that person at this really critical time. Uh, the banks that you work with won't like it, your other vendors aren't going to like it, the key employees aren't, and all of a sudden the business is thrown into limbo. That hurts the value. It takes everybody's time and attention away from all the key issues that the business actually needs to be focused on. So yes, it can take some time to do some advanced planning, but it's much, much less than on the back end having a disaster with your business. Also, there can be a loss of some key knowledge and business relationships if there's not a great plan put in place. Uh, the owner often has a lot of information in their head. And so if you haven't started to make a transition plan and uh, transfer that knowledge to other people and make introductions to other key people in the business, then all of a sudden when that owner passes away or is disabled and not able to perform in that CEO role, all of that knowledge is lost and the people are left scrambling to pick up the pieces, look through some emails and try and figure out what they should do and, and start anew. So that too, that information knowledge uh, gap is, is a big hit to the business. Also, when you talk about asset protection, so asset protection is something that has to be done before you have a problem. So if you don't do it before there's potential litigation or potential lawsuit or potential big risk, it can be too late. The law doesn't let you do it after the fact. Um, there's a whole body of law that we won't get into today. I'm not teaching a law class to you, but just know that you have much greater options when you're doing this planning before the problem arises. Uh, some companies, after they hit a million dollars in assets, they want to wrap it into a subsidiary like a South Dakota LLC to get some of that protection. Other companies, it might be a $10 million threshold or even a $100 million threshold. It really is going to depend on what is your comfort level. And that's all something that's great to talk about with an attorney when you're doing this planning ahead of time. At the Guzman Law Firm, I founded Trust Law Council many, many years ago, and we want to make sure that we're able to help them through these complex issues and make them simple, make them efficient, and have this dialogue with our clients. So we have built up a team of attorneys that have this knowledge base so that we can help our clients with these various things. 
I am passionate about it because I have seen far too many times CEOs make this mistake, business owners make this mistake, and kind of the parade of horribles that happens on the back end. It's also something that once you um, make a plan, it doesn't mean you sit it and forget it. Uh, it's something that's going to need to be looked at um, when there are changes. And I always think it's a great idea for a business owner and a CEO to at least have an annual conversation with their legal counsel as your business changes and, and facts change. Um, these aren't things that are set in stone. And that can also be something that prevents people from wanting to make sure that they have a plan. If I hear a million excuses on, oh, we'll do this plan once this is settled, or we're going to buy this company. And after we do that deal, then I'll do a plan. Quite frankly, your life is busy. You're a business owner or a CEO, and there will always be excuses and more things to come. Uh, you're going to have change. Change is just part of business and part of how you run your life. And so to have a plan that can grow and change with you uh, is something to be thought about. And you have to start somewhere. Most of the plans can be changed, and they can continue to evolve as your risks change uh, and as the facts change. I'm pretty sure if you looked back at your life 10 years ago, it was much, much different than it is today. And at the same time, we can't have a crystal ball and look forward to exactly what's going to happen 10 years from now. So we do the best plans that we can for what we know today and what we do foresee will be coming down the pike in the future. With that, thank you so much for joining me today. Have a great day, everyone. Go make it worth it. Thanks for joining us for Law Talk with the Flock by Gooseman Law Firm. We hope you feel energized and ready to soar past your goals. Become a Flock fan and subscribe to our podcast for weekly episodes. Learn more at goosemanlaw.com.